Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Men for the Win is sponsored by The Grand Group with Edina Realty. Are you looking to purchase a new home in the Twin Cities area? Or perhaps you're trying to sell your current home. Whether you're upsizing or downsizing, The Grand Group with Edina Realty will meet all of your housing needs. Contact The Grand Group by emailing thegrandgrandgroup at edinarealty.com or call them by phone at 612-817-8751. The Grand Group with Edina Realty, three-time Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine Super Agent Award winners. On this episode, David and Dan break down the Twins' two-game series against the Angels and the three-game series against the Cleveland Indians. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win. My name is David Kufis. With me, as always, is Dan Thompson. The Twins split a two-game series against the Angels, and they take two of three from the Cleveland Indians. The Twins, the Twins, your Minnesota Twins, Dan Thompson, come away with a series victory against not just anybody, Dan, an actual divisional foe. Can you believe it? The last time they won a series at all was May 2nd. I mean, David, that's a long time ago, really, in the grand scheme. In baseball, I mean, that's six series ago, so felt good to finally get, finally win a series again, get in the right direction. Dan, they didn't just win a series. They won a series using a game in which they won in the 10th inning, Dan. Isn't that amazing? You know, I was was quite certain they were going to lose again in game three today, and they didn't. They they found a way to win because they finally got a hit. That's what Rocco was always saying, was that his team was just hitting like 100 in in extra innings, which was true. So about time, they got a hit. It was amazing. It was shocking. It was confusing. I just, I wrote it off. Like, I was really wondering, Dan, at what point would this streak match their postseason losing streak? I mean, I thought that they would get there this season. I truly did. And then they broke that streak, Dan. Does that bode well for another curse to be broken, Dan? Huh? huh? You know, they're only nine and a half games back That's now, what David. I'm saying. I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I hate to be so excited right now, and I shouldn't be. This team has proven to be very bad at baseball this season. They're nine and a half back, Dan. But the fact that they win one series, all of my hopes have been restored, Dan. Well, here, let's start talking about the games and, and, and break that down. Series Recap. Well, this is the first game here, Dan, I just don't really want to talk about it all. So the Angels come away with this one, 7-1. to one. So, Dan, you and I were on the phone during this one, actually. So you were mm-hmm, breaking it down mm-hmm. for me. I'm a, I was on my way to pick up my daughter, and you were telling me what was happening on the field. And we both kind of said that it felt as though the team just didn't care anymore at that point. They're like, you said, I think at one point, it was my favorite line. You said, it's like, they're just thinking, what are we even doing here? Don't we play Cleveland tomorrow? <laughs> it did seem like that. And, and I think it was during... You know the the Angels three run fifth. I think at that point it was it, the the Twins lost this game seven to one. It dropped them at the time to fourteen and twenty eight. There there were a couple of things about this game that did stand out. So Miguel Sano hit a double, which sounds silly, but that was his first double of the season. I think it's still his only double. Uh, so that was encouraging. Um, the other thing that was not as encouraging was the one for two with runners in scoring position. They just weren't getting guys in position at all. The other thing was Cruz got, he took a pitch off the hand late in this game, which was so annoying because they were not going to win this game anyway. And then to see Nelson Cruz get hurt and then he didn't play the rest of the way. So I'm a little concerned about him coming out of this this series. But, you know, in the end, game two was a lot better. Yes, absolutely. So 
Thorpe was a fill-in start for him here in game one. Just a real quick line. He gave up five hits, four run, only one earned, two walks, and a home run given up. So it wasn't a great start. Granted, he didn't know that he would be starting until probably the day before. But anyway, yeah, let's stop talking about this game, Dan. Let's move on to game two. Well, sorry. The only thing I want to say about this game is that I really love Luis Arise, right? He, <laughs> there, was the, there was a cool play where he grounds out in the third inning up the baseline, and the pitcher just stands there in the baseline waiting for him. And then Arise walks up and just kind of pats him on the shoulder takes the tag and leaves and I just thought he's just so fun to watch play baseball that's what I wanted to say good good all right well game two uh, a very different type of game here the twins come away with this one six to three Barrios is on the mound doesn't pitch great only five innings pitched gives up three earned runs he had seven strikeouts though only one walk and one home run given up but the twins won this one and it just felt it felt like a win that we would have seen last year or the year before not because the twins necessarily powered through but because they picked up runs when they needed well there was that grand slam in the first inning David yes which I again I had forgotten that's only Miguel Sano's second grand slam of his career and we know the other one the other one was the Cleveland game isn't that amazing he's only had two I would have thought it was more than that. I would have probably pegged it at five or six if you would have had me guess. I, I believe Dick Bramer said that in the in the telecast. No, this did feel like a game where I was a little worried after Barrios gives up three runs, and then it's it's four to three after the second yes. inning, right? But then the Twins get that run in the third. Um, Barrios run. settles down, and then Taylor Rogers and Robles come out, and they they pitched a solid sixth and seventh inning to close this out. I was, and they also got that bonus home run in the in the seventh from Trevor Larnack, his first of his career. So so that was fun. I mean, this felt like a game where they easily could have just folded. And said, just get us to Cleveland. We're a bad baseball team. What are we doing in California? What do you think? I really like it. I, the run in the third was huge. The insurance run in the seventh. I just think that it had a different feel. And I do think that, Dan, them winning in a game that wasn't a nine-inning game may have helped them kind of push through that mental blockage of, yeah, we're always going to lose games unless they end at nine innings. And by the way, we're also going to lose a lot of games that end at nine innings, but we sure. know we're going to lose games that are either seven innings or more than nine. Well, and so, and the whole structure of this doubleheader, David, we were talking about this before, really bugged me. Yeah. Right? The fact that they had to fly to California to play two in the middle of an Angels homestand. Like that's that's a little bit annoying is that the Angels had such an advantage. I was really happy that, to see that they came out of this clean. But I was looking at the schedule, David, because I wanted to see, you know, surely the baseball people... <laughs> didn't know something, right? They had missed an open day. You know, like they put the schedules next to each other, but maybe they didn't line the schedules right. Well, it turns out they really don't have other makeup days that really would have worked. But this is what I wish they would have done. So June 17th, David, do you know anything about June 17th? Not off the top of my head, no. You, you don't. So it's, it's a Twins off day in the middle of a West Coast road trip, right? So they're going to be in Seattle before, and then they're, I believe they're going to Texas right after that. But it's a day off. And the Angels are, are coming home and they're playing the Tigers that day to open a series. What if they just said, you know what? It's a four-game series against, against the Tigers as well, mind you. What if they just postponed that game to play a doubleheader on the 18th, right? So the Angels have two games on the 18th. Meanwhile, the Twins can just swoop down to LA. It's probably a layover anyway, right? Certainly. And then play two on the 17th. It's just, we're already messing up the schedule anyway with all of these seven inning double headers. Why not inconvenience a different team? It's not even inconvenient. You and know what I mean? Tigers. It's more I mean, convenient. And it's the Tigers. They're no good anyway. I just, that annoyed me that there's a little, little there should have been more creativity with the schedule if they're going to be rescheduling these things because of COVID too. I don't know. Well, 
What do you think? I mean, I, like, doesn't that make more sense, David? Yeah, well, kind of. I, it's difficult for me to say that you should reschedule a game that's already on the calendar because I think that sets a little bit of a dangerous precedent. Mm, that's a good point, but I don't I don't care. This year is already a weird <laughs> year, so let's just mess it up a little bit more. Are the Tigers really going to care at hang that on, point? What, hang on, just to back up here, what makes this year a weird year, Dan? Well, I'm just saying because of the rule. The rule changes make it a weird year. That's my point. Well, and but the it's, fact not, that this, it's not a weird thing anymore, Dan. This is the norm well what do you mean by this is the norm this is no this is oh they're going to change this back no right they have to change one of these rules back no the seven inning you don't think they're changing that nope not a chance you think this is here to stay double headers are going to be seven innings moving forward and the extra inning rule is going to stay into effect where the teams start with the runner on second there's no no i don't like that no neither of those things is a good thing david yeah i don't disagree with you on this but i just know that's what it's going to be because they their goal, Dan, Major League Baseball, is to appeal to people who aren't going to watch baseball anyway because they don't mm. care about the fans that they have already. Wow, that's a strong statement, David. Do you saying they don't care about you and me? I know we're they not don't the care ones about they us, care Dan. about. No, they don't. I, they have this. Okay, everybody says that baseball is a dying sport, but yet it continues to press on. So baseball's constant journey to try and bring in new people to the sport who weren't going to be baseball fans anyway by making stupid rule changes. No, Dan, no, this is not going to change. They don't care about us. They're trying to, they're like that guy who's always chasing after the girl who you know the guy's never going to get, right? But there's a girl who is just waiting to be with the guy and the guy just is oblivious to that, Dan. It's ridiculous. But that is, that is the MLB's position in all things, Dan. Oh my, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We, we've <laughs> lost our set. Let's go to Cleveland now. The Twins went to Cleveland after that. Good, the game that is... 1B of this of this weird five-game set. And what a game this was, Dan. Offense, what a game. defense, it's got everything. I texted you somewhere in the middle of that nine-run inning that the Twins had. I mean, they had no home run. What? Where did this come from? I. It was a very, very confusing time. I don't know. It was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but the fact that they scored nine runs nine out of their 10 in the fourth inning and they didn't score any more runs on is it just because they wanted the game to be over Dan? I, I, I know I wondered that some, too some fluky thing like because the thing is like oh yeah it's great they won 10-0 and I hate to like try and point out like a flaw in what took place but it just seems a little bit like suspect and because several of those runs Dan would not have happened had Cleveland played better defense so in the middle of this nine run inning there's a play where the Indians should have gotten a double play which would have alleviated a lot of the damage right but the twins make them pay um, they hit balls hard Kirilov had a really hard single to left it just seemed like they were on anyway so in, in game one this was fantastic Dobnik gets the start and this is something that we've been waiting to see we have. because we've seen Thorpe make starts we saw Ober make a start and it's like wait a second where's Dobnik I'm pretty sure we signed him to like a 30-year deal for for four million dollars or something shouldn't we be trying to use him as a starter in the way that we signed him but he goes six innings Dan three hits two walks five strikeouts no earned runs Dan this is what the twins need out of their starters well isn't it weird i mean they were trying to use him out of the bullpen and it's clear that he's just not geared that way anymore i mean he's a starter now they want him to be a starter they're paying him like you said starter money this was really encouraging to see him take advantage of a chance here because it it almost like he didn't get a fair shake earlier in the season trying to come out of the bullpen in long relief that's not what he's for anymore and i think he's got a spot in this rotation now going forward yeah that's going to come up later in the segments we'll dive back in here but anyway folks game one go back and watch the highlights don't even watch the whole game just watch watch the fourth inning here that's all you really it doesn't even watch. take very long like really <laughs> just yeah i mean it was that was the game and it was so fun it was like oh where is it, it was so cathartic yes. um, to see them finally scoring some runs and then i kind of was waiting to see astadio out there on the mound just to it's 10 
nothing. You may as well give him a chance in this situation <laughs> too, right? Yeah, but you wouldn't want any 3-0 counts to show up, Dan. That well, here problem. we go. So game two of this series, the Twins lose this one. They lose it 5-3. to three. And this was an interesting game because they the Twins came back from an early 3-0 deficit. Sano hit a home run. They did enough there to get themselves in position, um, but they only went two for 10 with runners in scoring position. And it felt to me like a game they weren't going to win if they didn't win it in nine. Yes. Well, that's been the, the theme of the series, right? But because they had that win against the Angels in seven innings, it's kind of like maybe as a team, their mindset is, okay, we can do it in seven. Let's prove we can do it in nine plus but they just couldn't put it together. And this was a little bit rough because the way that Rocco used the bullpen, he kind of put himself in a bit of a corner here because he used Alcala, Duffy, Rogers, Robles, and then you got to the 10th and Colome comes in <laughs> and does what Colome does. Man. You know, For as much as you've seen Robles and Rogers and Duffy to some extent, he's a little bit more up and down yet at this point. Colome, man, I'm starting to wonder what what is his role on this team? I just don't know that he's going to be able to, to be an effective piece here. Well, it was weird because the Twins, they needed to keep the game close, obviously. So they had to go through their best arms early, but it did just feel faded like Colome. I mean, I was partially kind of relieved when he gave up the two-run home run because then it meant that the Twins not scoring in the top of the 10th didn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, part of it was like, uh, what the heck? He is concerning though. I, I don't I don't know what to do. It, it's almost, I mean, he's got four losses now. Um, he's not looked good in these high leverage situations, but at some point you are paying him to play in these high leverage situations. Accurate. So I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do with him yeah so this one again the twins lose five to three Maeda goes five innings pitched three earned runs he had six strikeouts one walk and a home run he is now on the DL he had been dealing with something because he pushed they pushed his last start so we'll see maybe he comes back and whatever he was dealing with is resolved and maybe we get to see him back to his 2021 standard this feels like one of those things where the Dodgers a couple years ago would have put him on the IL just to kind of give him a little extra rest I mean I hope he's not I hope it's not a lingering issue but but I was impressed that he gave him five because it it just seemed gritty to get the innings that they did. This is interesting because the way that the 10th inning started in this game was with Donaldson at the plate and a rise on second. Yes. And then in, <laughs> in game three, which we'll push to now, the Twins win, win this one. In extra innings, Dan, in the top of the 10th, they score three runs. The Twins win eight to five. It was the exact same setup as it was the game before with Donaldson at the plate and a rise on second. And Donaldson takes a walk, which was huge. I mean, the way that Donaldson has struggled the last bit here, that walk, I think, was super instrumental, not only in, in this win, but just that it showed that the Twins didn't have to just not advance the runner and get an out the first guy up at the plate <laughs> in extra innings, Dan. Well, it does help when Kyle Garlick comes up and hits a three-run home run. I mean, like, that was something, a moment we've been waiting for. We really only had the one other time Buxton hit that home run in extra innings, and, and that game they ended up losing still. That was exciting. It was exciting, and it felt like a very mirror image game of, of the previous night. You mentioned Arise and Donaldson being on base, too, but, I mean, this is a game where the Twins blew a lead late. And then they were the team that finally then was able to win it. I, it's just encouraging in so many ways. Well, in this one, again, Rogers, Robles, and then Duffy comes in in the bottom of the 10th. And I was, Dan, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous <laughs> come the end of this game. I thought they start with the runner on second and Duffy is pitching. And the way he is so up or down, I was like, I didn't think that the Twins had this one in the bag until that third out was recorded. You know what's funny is they still got their money out of Tyler Duffy this these five games here. For being <laughs> suspended for two, you wouldn't even know it, right? Okay, the suspension thing, like, I guess, let's just talk about that really quickly now. So, Racco got suspended for a game, and Duffy got suspended for two games for throwing at Mercedes. He here's... threw behind Mercedes. He didn't throw at Mercedes. Okay. He was, it was a bad pitch, David. Yep. It just got here's away from him. Here's the thing. That is stupid. 
That is stupid. A two-game suspension for throwing at a guy, excuse me, throwing behind a guy. Thank it, you. It was raining. It wasn't Mercedes' first at bat of the game. It didn't even hit him. He was able to get out of the way. Two-game suspension. Not to mention, I think the part that frustrates me the most is the fact that the umpires hadn't issued warnings to the team. There had been no totally. warnings given. One throw behind a guy that doesn't even hit him and you toss him and then insult to injury you suspend him for two games ridiculous dan another one of those times where major league baseball doesn't care about his current fans dan they want the headlines dan to try and get those people who don't care about the sport anyway and for the record i think you and i would agree that duffy was trying to throw behind him this was oh, not an accidental there's pitch, no obviously. question there's I'm just saying, a lot of mitigating yeah, circumstances just, where you I'm, can say oh i I'm didn't just, mean to yes, i'm just saying there's an <laughs> argument to be made that if you were trying to defend this as if duffy did not throw at him i personally don't feel the need to make that case because clearly he did throw at him i'm just saying there is a case to be made <laughs> well i thought it was pretty funny that rocco just served it right away and just got it done with a seven inning it was kind of apt i was like oh that i kind of like that you're, you're going to suspend me fine it's only going to be seven innings it's yeah not that's be nine. right it doesn't even get what if they made him serve two additional innings in i know <laughs> no they wouldn't do that because seven innings is a game is a ga- well um, in some people's mind dan in, in some, some people's, people's minds mind. i mean the twins kind of as unfair as i thought those punishments were it actually worked out great i mean right they win game two of that angel series without rocco managing and then and then duffy isn't around and he still plays a crucial role in the series so in some sense yeah whatever it's over thank it's over yes well i think that'll do for the series recap dan we spent way more time on this it was five games though so i thought we did pretty we good. had a lot to say there yeah all right Absolutely. let's move on to uh to puckett's picks winners Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. puckett's picks winner Dan, I'm going to go ahead and let you do the honors here. Oh, man. You sl- you swamped me in this, David. <laughs> Kepler. You picked Max Kepler, who you've been riding. I feel like you have all your wins are from Max Kepler. You're going to send him some champagne or something. Yeah, will do. Um, he had 16 points, and I picked Donaldson, who had one, including four negative points from ground into double play and errors. Not even strikeouts, right? And then Luis Arise, the listeners, and he had four, a respectable number, but obviously nothing competed with Kepler. I don't even think anybody else, even Sano, this, with his grand slam and his home run, wouldn't have touched you no yeah it was a it was a good couple of series for kepler he continues to look good i am a little bit nervous to be honest i hope that he's still healthy because garlic replacing him here in this game it was weird because kepler ran out to to right field and then he came back in to get replaced Hmm. so i it was just odd and obviously garlic isn't as good a fielder as kepler is so it wasn't like a coach's choice clearly kepler felt off about something it wasn't one of rocco's precious lefty righty matchups either right he looks really smart for leaving garlic in there for the 10th one thing though without having Cruz in the lineup here these couple games it has reminded me the value of a dh that rotates Yes. Right, because then you can give guys rest, and the Twins have such versatility with their lineup that, in some sense, having Cruz locked into that DH, and it, and I say this, if he's hitting three thirty or whatever, I'm not complaining, and I'm not even really complaining about it now, but it just does remind you of all those years when the Twins didn't have a, a designated hitter who was great. This team actually can use one well to give guys just a little bit of rest in the field and maybe manage the injuries they've got. Yeah, I'm with you here. I think it's a it's a wise move if the Twins can do this, take advantage of it while Cruz is out. Well, let's talk beast versus bench. Beast versus Bench. Is losing fun? Is losing fun. 
Well, Dan, I can see we have some agreement here, and I think it's hard to... You could make an argument if you wanted to do the one-off play to give it to Garlic or to, to Sano, but I think the consistency and overall performance, we both gave it to Kepler, it appears, for the Beast. He just looked good. I mean, he had hints every game he played. I was just really happy with the fact that he was a steady force in the... He was mostly batting right in the middle of that lineup. So nice to see him, especially because of the hamstring concerns that he's had. It seems everybody's hamstring hurts on this team. So to have Kepler in there, they needed somebody solid in that spot especially with Cruz not playing. Correct. Bench-wise, David? Yeah, so I'm going to give it to Simmons. This is a hard one because overall, this team performed very well. There's some arguments to be made. You could say, eh, Duffy in that first game against the Angels. but And then you could talk about Maeda, maybe only given five and three earned runs. Same thing that Barrios gave. I think I'm going to give it to Simmons, though. He just did not perform very well. He had one game where he played well from the plate, and that was the first game against the Indians where truly his offense, yes, he had one RBI, and it looks like two hits and he scored a run but it's one of those things you could take those away and the twins still win so i'm gonna give it to simmons he just didn't look great at the plate i didn't like it today's game here on sunday in the fourth inning when he came up and they scored a run and he stayed out of the double play but it was a weak ground ball to the first baseman and it was a bad swing i just don't like the way that he's been swinging the bat as of late so i'm gonna give it to simmons yeah i really i almost don't want to give it to anybody because of the balance that they had i you could make an argument for donaldson but i also i mean donaldson he, he didn't have a lot of hits in the series, but he was getting on base. Yes. He had walks. Um, we talked about the 10th inning in game three against the Indians. He was big. You know, in, in the win over the Angels, um, he had three walks in that game. And, and I think out of your number two hitter, just getting on base is important. So I can't complain about the starting pitching given the status of this team. There's just nobody healthy, David. It's hard to pin a bench spot on anybody. If anybody, Simmons, though, would make some sense. Fair enough. All right, let's push forward here. Rocco's Rewind. <laughs> Rocco's Rewind. So I touched on this a little bit earlier. I'm really happy with the way that he handled the suspensions. And maybe it just was dumb luck. But I thought, just serve it, Rocco. Get it out of the way. In some sense, almost get your team past that whole incident and focus on pushing forward. So I liked that. I thought his bullpen management has actually been really quite good. It's easier to say when the pitchers are actually getting people out. Um, but But I do like the way that he's taking recent history into account. And he's not just blindly assigning guys innings and, and just letting them work it out. They, they can't let them work it out, right? So I appreciate the way he's mixing things up. Nobody's role is really safe right now in this bullpen, and it shouldn't be when when you're 17 and 29. Agreed. Yeah, so I, I'll kind of piggyback off that because mine is to look specifically at the way that he's using Robles and Rogers. So you can see in three different occasions here, Dan, Rocco uses Rogers and Robles in that order. So Angels game two, we have also in the Indians game two, and then in the Indians game three. He uses that same order of Rogers and Robles and it seems to be working. It's a little bit odd. I think I would rotate them. I was looking over Taylor Rogers' stats here and just his previous game log. He didn't give up an earned run in the month of April, and if you take away the two bad performances he had against the Rangers. He's only given up one earned run going back to May 6th. So were those games against the Rangers, were they back-to-back games too? They were, yep. May 3rd and May 4th. Oh, and this was the thing where he gave up a home run to the guy and then you said, you know what you don't do is you don't bring a guy in to face (laughs) a guy that he just gave up a home run against. Exactly. So I think that if you take away those performances, which the second one I think is entirely on Rocco, I don't even care that it was Rodgers who was throwing the ball because he shouldn't have even been put in that position. But I just think it's, it's good to see that there has been at least some consistency in the bullpen management where he has been going with the hot hand as you've spoken to, especially 
I love this Rogers Robles piece because it seems to be working. It kind of rolls off the tongue too. It, it does, right? I just, I do. I, it's, if you, it's fun if you to notice, say. folks, yeah. alliteration is something we're a fan of. If you <laughs> listen to all the names of our segments, so Rogers Robles is just. I am a big, big fan. Well, I'm gonna go to Minnesota moment, David. <laughs> Minnesota moment. Well, Dan, you got some options. What are you going to take? I'm going to go with Garlic's home run in game three of the yeah. Indian series because it, it broke the 0-8 curse in extra innings. So hooray for that. I also think Sano's grand slam in the Angels series in the sense that it got them off the right foot to also to break another streak, right? Yes. Of losing games in double headers. Th- that combination of those two, gosh, dare we hope, David, that the team can turn the corner? That's what I'm saying at the beginning of the episode, Dan. I, I can't know. stand this. I can't stand this because not only now, Dan, is my heart hopeful as it's been it has yet to not be hopeful that the twins can turn this around my head as opposed to my heart matching with my head now it's my head matching with my heart dan and my head is thinking of all the ways that this team can still make the postseason dan it shouldn't do that oh, my, mind, shouldn't. my mind should be smarter than that dan but it is being led by my heart i don't know what to tell you well and then tony Larusa saying things after that white Sox series like <laughs> this team's gonna be good they're a good baseball team it's like ah that flattery david flattery works doesn't well, and if you flattery look though, that weren't those weren't the same words coming out of ozzy Gian's mouth dan calling the twins no longer piranhas but guppies shots is, fired is ozzy Gian? what is he even doing <laughs> what is he know. talking about he's on twitter full-time i guess all right ozzy do you have a different minnesota moment well no i don't know how i mean i think it has to be garlic's home run it could have been sano's grand slam certainly or you could say donaldson's error also uh that could have potentially yeah. cost a game but i think garlic's home run just because again it it was important not only because it broke that streak but it just showed that this team can still win series, Dan. They can still win a baseball series. Well, let's let's go to Mauer's Musings. I just don't know how it can get any better. Mauer's Musings. I'll, uh, I'll let you start off here, Dan. Uh, what do you got for Mauer's Musings? I would ask a similar question of the Minnesota Wild, but who's actually healthy right now in this lineup? Because I don't know, you know, is Kepler not healthy? Doesn't seem Nelson Cruz is obviously healthy. Jorge Blanco's not healthy. I don't believe Alex Kirilov is healthy. You know, we could pretty much go down the list, couldn't we? Is is Donaldson healthy? Is a rise? I don't even, I question the health of this entire team right now because they just can't afford to lose anybody. And the way that they're rotating through players, is Nick Gordon healthy? Maybe they just bring Nick Gordon up just to say he's on the team. I don't even know. He doesn't even play <laughs> baseball, it seems, for this team. So that's my, my my wonder. And then are they gonna be able to if indeed we think that they could go on a run here and win a few games? They play the Orioles and the Royals here for the next four series. Like we keep saying this, David, but there's a little bit of hope here. We always say this, Dan. I have said now, this, I don't know. I've I just don't this. know if it, you made uh, fun of me last episode I, for doing the same thing. It's like it's like we're passing it back and forth. Like like anyway, I can't think of a metaphor. Um <laughs> so that's that's my wonder. I I, I just I don't know who's healthy and i don't even know the implications of it you yes i don't know who's healthy but anyway sorry my mauer is musing here is dobnik here to stay this time because it feels as though last time he was up there was a lot of confusion when he started the team out of the bullpen what his role was and i had been advocating from the beginning of the season prior to the season beginning he should be your long relief guy sure Clearly, Dan, that was a mistake. So you were wrong. I was certainly wrong because it doesn't appear that Dobnik can be effective out of the bullpen in the way that I would have liked him to be. Is Dobnik here to stay this time? Which I believe he is. I think that they will find a way for him to get starts either with Maeda out or perhaps taking over from Hap. But Hap had a decent outing today. It's kind of hard to say. If you want him to start, he's got to start. And I think the only reason he didn't start is because they thought they had more out of Shoemaker and Hap than they really do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Series grades, David. 
Series grades. I'm going to go first here, Dan. Yeah, I go think, ahead. I think my grade is better. I'm yeah, giving them. Be. I'm giving them a B plus. That's B as in boy because Dan one they won the series against Cleveland and two they didn't lose the series against the Angels if you take <laughs> these two games as an individual series. So I'm gonna give them a B um, because I think they should have found a way to win Game Two against the Indians here and really get the sweep in. I know that you well I don't know what you think, David. I never know what you think, but I think this was a game that they should have held on to or they should have found a way. I mean the bullpen pitched so well in Game Two of the Indian series. The Twins didn't give up any runs from innings three to nine, and they had opportunities. I think they should have cashed in on that. I wasn't happy with their effort in game one against the Angels. I kind of understood it, but I just think the way that the game one went down, I I felt like they kind of gave up midway through. Yeah, potentially. And game two against the Indians, you're going against Bieber. I mean, one of the best starters, maybe not necessarily this year thus far, but he has been still very, very effective. I think that had you won this one, it would have been like they stole it. So I'm not saying that it's excusable, but that they lost it, but it's at least understandable. No, it is. And they did get, you know, they get eight hits and a walk against him. They only had, they only had six strike cuts against, I wanted to say Justin, Shane Bieber. <laughs> um, so yeah, your grade's probably better, but I'll stick with my B. <laughs> Fair enough here. Let's push forward here to Puckett's picks for the uh, upcoming Orioles series. And we'll see you Puckett's Picks. So, David, I have bad news for you. What's that? You can't pick Kepler this time because the listeners took Kepler no! this time. Yeah, no! so you're you're stuck picking somebody else. I don't want to pick anybody well, else. Well, you're going to have to, but I get to pick next to you, right? <laughs> because so you're going to have to wait for my pick too. This is a tricky one. Uh, given what I said about the health issues with this team here, you know, part of me wants to pick Cruz because you, you hope that if he's not on the IL, but he could show up on the IL on Monday here, like right with retroactive and, pa- Certainly. and Polanco too. I'm just going to go back to Miguel Sano. I almost regretted him not picking him here when he hits the grand slam and then a home run against Bieber. So I'm going to go to know i don't know what to do dan i truly i truly don't know what to do kepler isn't available i was banking on kepler being available you've picked him I, four out of five times in a row here dan. and it's worked out very very it, well for it me. has it has okay here's what i'm gonna do dan are you gonna I, do what i do i'm gonna pull a dan thompson oh uh, you are i am going to take ref snyder no that's a terrible decision he ref is, snyder what are you thinking here's the deal i think that kepler is likely gonna win i don't think that there's any question in my mind because <laughs> i would have taken kepler. are you tanking for kepler yeah. the next week no here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying i think kepler is likely gonna win this set of puckett's picks so no if he isn't super super positive he's likely to be negative so, well, so no is either yeah, gonna be yeah. very high or very low so here's my thinking if Kepler doesn't perform well, Ref Snyder really only needs to make one or two starts, <laughs> and he will likely outscore either of these guys, especially if Kepler isn't 100%. So that's my rationale. It's a little bit meta, I guess, to sort of think about it this way. That's why I'm going with Ref Snyder here. I think that his likelihood of positive versus negative is high. You're so strategic, David. That's not at all what I think. I'm all about emotion <laughs> when I make my picks. So yes. I'm going with Sano. You're going with Ref Snyder. The listeners have Kepler. I wonder if it could that be another win in a row for Kepler? I mean, he's been carrying the Puckett's picks here for the last few weeks. It's pretty nuts. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me in the least if Kepler comes away with a victory here. All right. Well, how about you send us out here, David? It's uh it's time to go. It is time to go. So, well, folks, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. You can follow us on Twitter, at Men for the Win, and you can find our Men for the Win Facebook page. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are available. And if you could leave us a rating, that would be great. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, go Twins. That'll wrap up another episode of Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, go Twins!